0: Tandem nomads episode 34 instead of trying to be interesting i n g try to be interested e d
1: Welcome to Tandem Nomads, where inspiring expat partners from around the world share with you how they turn the challenges of relocation into great opportunities. So are you following your partner abroad for his or her career? Then Tandem Nomads is the place for you. Go to tandemnomads.com and sign up for the newsletter. Hello, Nomad Nation. This is Emel Deregi. In episode 20, uh, that it was called To Work or Not To Work, I promised to come back to you with an episode on your elevator pitch, a way to present yourself in a very efficient and attractive way in a few seconds. So uh, I, the reason I, I wanted to do this episode is because I know that a lot of expert partners struggle with a, one of this very common question, what do you do? And... When our lives are always changing and we're trying to find opportunities everywhere, sometimes it's not that clear how to answer. And I know that a lot of you are either looking for a job or starting a, a portable business. So I couldn't think of a better person than Stephanie Ward today that will um, help us today find great ways to answer the question, what do you do? So Stephanie Ward, are you ready for the ride?
0: Oh, I'm ready.
1: You better believe it. Wonderful. So, Stephanie is American and lives in the Netherlands. She is a business and a marketing mentor, and she's very passionate about igniting small businesses. Stephanie, can you tell us a little bit more about you about how you end up in the Netherlands and doing what you're doing yourself today. Sure.
0: I started working in the U.S., got a couple of college degrees, and then I ran into a Dutch fellow in a bar in Orlando on a business trip. And <laughs> <laughs> so that led me to move here eventually in 1999. And after working for... For a couple companies here, I was not happy with my work. I did not find it meaningful at all. So I went on a quest to figure out what could I do that would uh, make my heart sing with joy. So I hired a coach, and I decided, hey, this is for me. So I went to coaching school at night while working full-time and then started my business, Firefly Coaching in 2002
1: what a great story it's amazing you did ask yourself what should i do and now you're helping us to answer the question what do you do
0: (laughs) i am it's a fun question
1: it is a fun question a lot of um you know we all end up in events and meeting new people in our lives and and i think it's one of the most systematic and common question especially in the western world when we meet somebody the first question is oh where are you from and then the second one what do you do What, according to you, is the most important thing uh, to know about how to answer this question? What is the one information that we should prepare?
0: Well, it depends on what your situation is. If you are very clear about what it is that you are doing, if you started a business um, or if you have a job, then you're very clear about what it is you're doing. So you can be very straightforward and just say I'm an accountant or whatever it is you do, but that's kind of boring and it's not very memorable. Mm So it's better if you can think of it as um, telling more of a story so that you're able to communicate it in a way that people will remember so for example let's say um, you're a life coach instead of saying I'm a life coach you could say I help busy doctors find more time to spend with their families and then go oh well what do you do oh, I'm a life coach I work with doctors and so it's just it's more um, that you're, you're describing the situation that people find themselves in mm-hmm.
1: No, it's mm-hmm. so, yeah. yeah.
0: So that's, that's if you're very clear about it. And if you're not very clear about what it is, you're just trying to find your way or you're in between jobs, um, you can always. Answer the question in a kind of indirect way. So if someone just flat out asks you what you do, you could say, well, I'm really excited about this thing that I'm working on right now, whatever that might be. And that's based on a question I got from Liz Gilbert, the author of Big Magic. Mm-hmm. And she said, instead of asking people what they do, so this is the other side, the question the person asking the question, is to say, what are you most excited about right now in your life? hmm and that just opens up the opportunity you know for such a much more interesting conversation a deep rich interesting conversation than just a short answer of this is what i do
1: definitely yeah that's the, you started off with a very important point that i think is, is like at least in a way the start of the conclusion is the importance of a of of to of the elevator pitch and being able to answer the question what do you do is to be remembered and that's what we want at the end of the day, especially if we're looking for a job or we want to start a business or we want to find clients is to make sure that people we meet with remember us so they can recommend us or call us if they need us.
0: Uh, No, that's so true. And what you just made the point I was thinking about is that it's not only for the person that you're speaking with, it's also... Or potential referrals so perhaps that person themselves they they are not a person who could use your services but they might know someone and that's when that memor- memorable um factor comes in
1: yeah very good and so exactly so i really like that you really insist so the whole episode maybe we might bring up this very regularly and you said also something else great that i found um is you know let's try to make it a story instead of for example saying i'm just i'm an accountant uh Let's tell a story that will make it rememberable.
0: Yes, you can also, a variation of that example I gave, you can also turn it into a question. Mm-hmm. So taking that same example, I could say, well, Amel, you know how busy doctors are and they don't have a second of free time. And you, even if you, know, you don't know any doctors, everyone knows doctors are busy. So you would nod your head and say, well, what I help them do is find time so they can connect with their family.
1: Very good. That's a great tip, actually. Yeah, like try to first maybe in a way find the problem, right? What problem are we are solving?
0: Absolutely. I mean, that's the everyone that's in business or even people working a job. They are solving a problem for somebody at some level on some level.
1: Yeah. So does it mean that uh, the first question in a way before even we prepare to answer the uh, what do you do is to know which problem we solve?
0: Yes. I mean, that's. I always tell people to look at your who and your what. So who it is you serve and what problem you solve for them. So that goes back to your initial um, statement about who, who is it that you work with and then what is the problem that you solve? Because that's really everyone can answer answer those questions in those two categories your who and your what
1: i've been reading your blog and there was one article that i really liked um that says all the mistakes to not do when answering this question could you take us through it
0: well i mean you don't want to be vague that's for sure right you don't Mm -hmm. want to just say something really generic you also don't want to go really long and start Going into depth, like your process or something very technical, if you're in some kind of engineering field or some uh, medical thing that you start going to details and people's eyes are glazing over, you know, and yeah. you're like, um, it, it does need to be brief. It doesn't mean that you can't continue a conversation, but you don't want to go on and on and on. Um, and again, what we already said, it has to be memorable. So don't be boring. Mm-hmm. Uh, make it something that people can connect to. And, you know, it's not against the rules to ask a question before you answer that. So you That's wanna... a great
1: tip, actually, that you gave. Like, ask questions. Like, answer the question with a question, right?
0: Yes, you could absolutely answer the question with a question. Um, Especially if you're trying to understand the person, you know, what is their background? What's their point of view on this? Because you can actually answer the question, what do you do, differently. You don't have to have one answer, and that's the one answer you give to everyone. You can have different variations uh, of that answer and give the one that's going to fit for the person that you're talking with at that moment.
1: Yeah, so... Are you saying that it's very important also to know the person we're talking to and it might be a clever move to find out who they are? <laughs> yeah,
0: I do. <laughs> For I, I, answering. <laughs> I do. I, I tend to – my favorite um, habit of the Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen Covey is first seek to understand, then seek to be understood. Very so, good. You can apply that with any situation, work-wise, business-wise, marketing-wise. It just it, – life, personal life, it always works. So it's good to know the person you're talking with, What they're, what are they interested in? What is their problem that they might have? And maybe it's not the most important or relevant thing to them to know what you do. Maybe you can actually give a referral and say, oh, That's interesting that you're doing that because Susan over there, I I know her, I can introduce you, could totally help you with this problem. And now you've just connected people.
1: Yeah, that's very important. Yeah, I love that you brought up that because that's also other skills in networking. I'm planning actually another episode on networking. And I love that you brought that point because one of the best ways to get remembered is also to, to be helpful and generally try to bring value to the people we meet with, right?
0: Yes, you yeah. definitely want to try to give first. You know, if you go to a networking event and just thinking, oh, I hope I find some business or meet some new clients, and you're all about me, 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 you will not be very popular.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's for sure.
0: <laughs> That's, I have a, a little rule I call, um, especially, this is especially um, helpful for introverts who aren't so excited about networking, is instead of trying to be interesting, I-N-G, Try to be interested, E.D.
1: Very good point. I love it.
0: <laughs> it's much easier. All you just to do is just listen, ask a lot of questions, and my key phrase for that is, tell me more about. Mm-hmm. So if you ever get stuck or the conversation seems to be slowing down, say, well, tell me more about that trip that you took or tell me more about how you got that job. listening makes you an excellent networker and people also will, will remember you which is the point again about being memorable with your answer
1: very interesting so we've been quite it's it's great we just settled some important points here about how to answer the question what do you do but when you have a client and you try to help them to answer this question so what what are the steps you take them through to learn how to answer these questions well, the most important thing is
0: that it feels right for the person saying it. So there's not like one exact formula that I would advise everyone to use. Mm-hmm. And the more you say it, the more you'll feel like this feels right for me or doesn't feel right for me. So that's the starting point. But again, we, we go back to the who and the what. So before you can answer that question, you have to be really clear on who is it that you're serving. Mm-hmm. Who are the people? Name them. You know, is it um, working moms, doctors, small business owners, um, artists? And then what is the problem you solve for them? Mm-hmm. And those two pieces, really, from there, once you have a clear answer on those two, you can come up with a way to actually say it in a bunch of different ways.
1: Yeah. So that's very important. So first you said it's important to be confident about it and then to be able to answer to ourselves, the question: Who am I talking to before I present myself, and what problem do I solve? So that's great. So what happens now? This is a great tip, especially if we have a business. Um, I'm sure that you must have some tips in case we're looking for a job. Do we have the same strategy?
0: I think the same strategy applies, is in that you want to be helpful first, so find a way to be generous and give, and be interested instead of being interesting, and and then. You can use the same formula. For example, let's say you were a computer person looking for a coding job. You could say, well, you know how sometimes – and I'm assuming the person that they're talking to understands coding and that that type of job. But they could say, you know how sometimes it's really hard to find people that are really good at coding but that also think business-wise – and they say, yes, I do. Well, I'm that kind of person. I have a knack for being able to integrate business principles into my coding, for example.
1: Okay. And do you say right away you're looking for a job? or
0: um, I think people who are looking for a job, usually they're going to be – I don't think there's anything wrong with saying it. I don't, I don't think there's a wrong time to say it. I'll say it like that. This goes back again to just letting things flow naturally. So mm-hmm. if someone says, what do you do, you could answer with – I'm a coder, and I'm actually currently looking for a job.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay,
0: so it's just it's what feels natural to you, and, and how the conversation is flowing, um, and you know the other person might ask more questions. Say, well, oh, well, tell me tell me more about what you do because my um, brother in law has a company, and they're always looking for coders. Mm-hmm. And there might be some direct connections, and there might not be, but that's okay. It's um it's really about trying to connect in a way that tells a story, again, that's memorable.
1: Very good point, yeah. You know, we have... In, in the particular cases of expat partners that we often meet people when we just arrive in a new country we're in a huge transitional period and so how would you advise us to answer the question what do you do when we're in the middle of a turmoil not knowing where we're going and, and what we want to do and who we want to talk to and what kind of industry are we or possibilities or opportunities we have so how would you recommend to answer this question when we're in a transition period
0: that's a good one. Well, I think, that, again, the key is to connect on a personal level, especially if things are really hectic. So uh, you can you can answer the question by not answering it directly and just saying something that you're working on right now or something that you're thinking about pursuing or different options that you're looking at. Again, that, that Liz Gilbert quote just fits perfectly. Um, is instead of answering it directly, just say, what I am most excited about right now is getting my household set up, we just moved here last week, or um, I'm excited about trying the food here, or um, a special project that you have, or anything that you're curious about. I mean, what people are curious about tends to drive the passion and where they spend their time. So if they, you can find a connection on a personal level, you won't feel so much pressure, like that you have to have this perfect answer of what do you do.
1: Yeah, it's, it's a very good point. I, th- I think this is why I like when you said it at the beginning. It does, I would really focus on what you said here because being able to answer the question, what am I passionate about when somebody asks, what do you do instead of really what I'm doing? Um, it, it's really key. And I guess just being a- able to prepare it in advance, I guess, what are we passionate about at the moment? Or would you just let it, you know, be the expression of the moment?
0: I think it works either way and and it's a nice exercise to actually think about beforehand, right? To try to think, well, what what am I passionate about? What would be something that I would like to share with people that I'm connecting with and meeting. So and you can also answer this question by saying what you've done in the past. Yeah. So you could say I, you know, in a, in a former life I was an accountant, or <laughs> I'm a reformed lawyer, or um, something that you've done in the past. But you can also say what you're planning on pursuing in the future. But you can also just say something that you that's got your attention right now that you're super passionate about.
1: Yeah, I was I was wondering actually if this wouldn't be an indirect way to answer the next question I was going to ask you. Is you know a lot of in a lot of situations. Um, expat p- partners and especially female moms and stay at home moms. So I know that I've met with a lot of moms who feel in a way uncomfortable always entering the same way I'm a stay at home mom because it gives such an, an active picture although it's the most busy job to ever do. <laughs> I think taking care of kids. So do you have any insights regarding this situation where you don't either you I don't know I don't know how to say it but I feel like some expat mothers do you feel that they want to be recognized for something else than just being a mom but there are moms at the moment and they're taking care of their kids so how can we direct them with that question what do you do i think
0: again it, what's key is to think about what it is you're curious about what you're passionate about and you don't have to lead with i'm a stay-at-home mom you don't have to lead with you mom at all you can lead with I, if someone says, what do you do? say, I do many things. And one thing I'm super excited about right now is I'm learning to upholster furniture. Mm-hmm. Um, and also I have two little ones um, at home with me. So it, there's other ways to say it that don't make it such a singular focus. It is a huge if you are a stay-at-home mom, of course, it is a huge, t- you know, that's where you're spending all your time, but it doesn't mean that your mind never thinks about anything else, or that you're not curious or interested in photography, or um, writing, or who knows what.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's that's true. And there's also something you said also before, how important it is to be interested, and I guess we can leave a much bigger impact, um, even if if we you know feel insecure of saying we're a st- stay-home mom and everything, is to show how interesting we are as a person by showing how we are interested by other people,
0: don't you that's, think? That's true, too, for <laughs> sure. I mean, there's uh, being interested in what other people are doing helps to create an, a connection and to find something that you're both interested in so that you have a way to um, really make that connection. And again, another way to look at it would be to um, rephrase... The, the job itself so instead of I'm a stay at home mom you could say I'm raising two strong independent beautiful little girls yeah. for example so it's just changing the language, changing the story changing the description so that it's something different and the people are like oh that, okay right that's interesting or tell me more about that that's the ideal that you want people to say once you've said your thing of this is what I do that they say oh please tell me more
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's a good point. So besides the question, what do you do? There's another question that I realize in my own life, um, and maybe you can guide me with this, that I sometimes struggle with is the question, What brought you here? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, it doesn't even give me the chance to really dissociate myself you know, the w- who I am is not necessary. who I'm following is an expat partner, you know. And most, of, and the truth is what brought me in every country is my husband. So I don't know if you have any guidance uh, with that question.
0: Okay, right. Well, tell me more about what it is that you would like to say.
1: Well, the thing is that it depends, like you said, it really depends on where I am and who I'm meeting with. Mm. Um, but it's it's a question that um, I always try like you said to 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 have one answer depending on who i 'm if i 'm t- in a business setting i 'll talk about my business and I have two businesses you know i 'm also a consultant in marketing but for for companies and and I have my tandem Nomads podcast and i 'm like i want to talk about what passionate me you know my passions i want to i 'm very passionate about not only my business but a lot of things so but the question when people ask right away what brought you here but, I'm like okay, where should I start now? <laughs> because the real straight answer is my husband's ah. job, isn't that? I don't know. It's like cutting the grass. Do you say that in English? Cutting the grass under your feet.
0: <laughs> cut, no, I haven't heard that one. There's so many interesting uh, language that's expressions. A French, that's
1: a French uh, expression that says you get your grass cut under your feet. Ah, it's like you're okay. like on excited to be able to you know talk and but if the first sentence you exchange with somebody is about your husband's job so mm-hmm. always I don't know maybe I'm a feminist I don't know it always makes me feel uncomfortable to start explaining to people who I am but what but the fact that I'm here because of my husband's job
0: right okay well I think there's a simple solution for that you can definitely talk about your two businesses so um why don't you be the person and, I, and you ask me and I'll, I'll play you
1: we'll do a role play yeah <laughs> let's do that <laughs> so what brought you here
0: Well, there's so many opportunities um, when you have a a web-based business that you can really move anywhere. I do work with clients all over the world and I have a podcast that I do and so it doesn't matter location, it doesn't matter at all with all the technology and Skype and so it's it's just super fantastic that I'm able to do my work anywhere in the world and this particular location um, came to us because my husband got a new job here.
1: Wonderful. Wow. <laughs> Here we <I> go. <laughs> so you can
0: put it at the end. You know, okay. you can just talk all about what's most interesting to you and then just drop that as a, a point at the end so that you're not avoiding the question and it's, it's out there. Then
1: it's done. I love it. So smart. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's great. So, and uh, my other question was... Um, what was it, actually? Yeah. You know, how... You know that we want people to remember us, but we also want people to contact us, you know, if, if they have a job that's interesting for us. You know, for example, if you go to a networking event for, for your business or to a job fair, you want people to contact you. So how can you make sure that they do?
0: Great question. Well, I always advise my clients, you know, you are in the lead. You need to be proactive. You're the one that wants something, so don't leave it up to the other person. So be sure, and this goes back to being interested in other people. Get their business card. Get their email address. Then you get in touch with them. Send, invite them to connect on LinkedIn. Send them a thank you note in the mail. Call them to follow up. So you're always the one that is um, make, taking the action. Don't wait for people to contact you. Mm-hmm. You get their information, and then you should be the one to be proactive and get in touch with them.
1: Really good advice. Very important. What about... Don't you... Would you integrate it also in your pitch to say how you're reachable or is it something you think would is not necessary? To have like a kind of a, a call to action, like we, we like to say, you know, to invite people to take action, to contact us.
0: Yes, absolutely. I mean, the call to action, that's a term that us marketers love. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but for everyone else, it's like, what are you talking about? It's just the one action that you want anyone who is interested in what you're doing to take. So if I'm looking for a job, the call to action would be, you know, um, if you come across a marketing job... In the fast uh, moving consumer goods industry, remember my name. Mm. And if you're a business owner, you could say, I'm, let's say I was for you for your podcast, you could say, if you know any interesting expats that would be good guests for me, please let me know.
1: Yeah. I think we should not feel shy about expressing our needs, are we?
0: No, absolutely not. I mean, and the thing is, you also try to find a, you know, make a connection there. So if they've mentioned something about that, if they've mentioned, oh, gosh, I'm having a hard time with my marketing, then I might say, well, I have this great free report that you can get on my website, any page of my website. You can go download it. Um, And then also to use more subtle cues, for example – I also have my one main call to action, which is what I just mentioned, my free report. It's also everywhere. It's on the back of my business card. It's in my email signature. So once we've connected on LinkedIn and I mail you and say, Hey, I'm so glad we're connected. It'll be there. It's not screaming or shouting, but if if you look at my email signature, you'll see it and you might think, Oh, okay, I'm interested in that or not.
1: Very, very, yeah, that's very important. And actually, I'm trying to now, so, because you've been saying so many great stuff, and we're trying to summarize it, but um, let me see if I do a good job, and then you tell me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so, basically, to answer the question, what do you do? I think the first thing is, first of all, to know before even we talk to somebody uh, what we are passionate about and what are our goals when we meet with people, right? This is, I'm trying to say it in other words, what you said, yes. um, prepare, what, what are we planning to say to people? And what do we want people to remember at the end of, of the day about us? Right? Yes. Because
0: what- yeah, if, if someone said, Hey, Amel, what I saw you talking to that lady, what does she do? If you can't say, Oh, she's a copywriter for artists, or, you know, it has to be something that can really be remembered.
1: So I would suggest that ev- before every event, depending on the event, because we have some personal ones, we have some professional ones, and sometimes in between, I think it's it's good to know beforehand, before the event, prepare ourselves a few seconds in our head, like, okay, what do I want people to remember about me when I leave this event, right?
0: I love that, yes. And yeah. it just really does take a few minutes. So it's yeah. fun and do it.
1: Yeah. And <laughs> yeah, that's... The- and then... It's a lot about also knowing who we're talking to, right? Yes. Uh, find out who, and you always said who and what. These are your two main you know, questions before, to answer the question, what do you do? So we, it's more interesting to ask questions than to always speak about me, me, me. And I think people are always interested in getting you know, questions and, and feel interested. So I guess the first part is to be interested by people before even trying to sell ourselves.
0: I 100% agree,
1: yep. (laughs) And then you said what, right? You said who and what. Mm -hmm. So basically you said that the, the third part, if we have to give numbers, would be to be able to answer what problem am I solving.
0: Yes, how are you helping that person? How are you changing their life? How can you help them have a better life? What is it you're doing to solve their problem?
1: Great. And then you also said if it's not clear... It's also very interesting to talk about what what we're passionate about, right?
0: Yes, because people are, you know, that's when people start to light up. I mean, maybe it's their side hobby. They're even more excited about that than their current job. And that's really what they want to talk about. So it's when you're passionate, then the connection happens.
1: We also mentioned the call to action. You know, once we had the chat, first of all is to Keep the contact with the people, be proactive with them, and then make sure that they know how to reach us.
0: Yes, and one other piece I want to add on to that call to action is you have to think of it like this. If I never tell anyone or make it clear that I have something that might help you, you, there's no way you're going to know about it. So it's my job to make sure that you at least know that it 's an option it doesn 't mean i 'm pushy it 's just an offer and i 'm extending my hand and saying, "Listen, I have this thing. is this interesting for you and then you can simply say yes or no or you know it's it 's just that I want people to feel like as a duty to other people when you have something that can help people that you do, whether it 's you know your job or it 's a personal thing that you Make sure that they know that it's something that you have as an option for them, because if they don't know they can't use it, they can't buy it
1: and you also mentioned something about a story. try to make a story. do you have like a like tips for that? Yes, I mean again, go back
0: just just get rid of all the generic language or just calling yourself a label like an accountant, and think of something creative that um Use words that can express how you feel about something. Um, Emotional things. If you can talk about a trigger so for example the the example we used at the beginning about busy doctors you know if they have a family of course they love their family and their children and they want to spend time together so that's an emotional thing if you feel like you never have time to connect with your family mm-hmm. so explaining that in a way that people go yeah that's right i love you know you know like you can even answer that question i i make sure doctors have um Time to eat dinner with their families, yeah. <laughs> and they say, "Well, how do you do that?" Well, yeah. So it's it's connecting on an emotional level. I think makes a good story, it's and important. also, yeah, and also just um, thinking about words that you could use that maybe aren't so generic or plain. So get break out the, the thesaurus and look some words up that you know that are unique that aren't so. Um, that aren't used so often that might actually trigger someone to remember. Mm-hmm. But it's a, to me, a good story at the end of the day is all about connection.
1: Yeah, that's true. It's for making connections and pic- drawing pictures, I guess, in people's heads.
0: <laughs> yes. Oh, that's perfect because yeah. I'm a very visual person. Many people are. It's exactly what it is. That's You answered the question perfectly. <laughs> it's <laughs> painting a picture for someone so that they walk away with that in their mind.
1: So is there anything else you think it's important to know When we answer the question, what do you do?
0: I think the keys are just to prepare. That's the bottom line. So Mm -hmm. be smart about it. Prepare, practice, make it real, make it authentic, and know that your answers can be different in different settings with different people, Mm -hmm. and it will evolve over time. So just relax and have fun with it, really. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Very good point. I know that you help small businesses, actually, be more efficient with their marketing and promote themselves. So... Could you tell us more about your business?
0: Sure. Well, you, you said it. I'm, I'm helping the small business owners. I'm helping them get more clients, grow their businesses, figure out marketing strategies that are going to fit for them. Because if you don't feel comfortable doing it, you're not going to do it. So um, different people have different strengths strengths. Um, You know, it could be video, it could be speaking, it could be writing. There's many different marketing strategies. And what I help them do is get clear on which ones fit for them and then actually making a plan to do those so that they can grow their business and, you know, make a difference in their clients' lives as well.
1: What kind of companies do you work with? What do you mean by small businesses?
0: Yeah, many of them are service-based businesses, so website designers, writers, speakers, um, coaches, consultants, and many of them are also like solopreneurs, so they're just a one-man or woman shop. Some people have a few employees.
1: Mm -hmm. What's the biggest problem you find they have, actually?
0: Mm, That's a good one. Um, Sometimes I think there's two. People are afraid to... What we were just talking about actually they 're afraid you know i don 't want to be pushy i don 't want to be salesy, mm-hmm. and you don 't have to do any of that. you can just offer it just you 're just simply making the offer you 're not pushing it anywhere and someone can take it out of your hand or not take it out of your hand mm-hmm. so being willing just to promote yourself more and then another big problem I see is consistency oh, is that people yeah, people, they get, you know, they're busy, then they forget about marketing, then they pick it up again, or they see some new thing and they try that for five minutes and then it didn't work, so they stop. And it's just that's why it's so important to pick some you know, like three strategies that will work for you, that fit for you, and then do those consistently, and then just keep doing more of what works. It sounds too simple to be true, but it, it's one of those things that it's just, it's not sexy to talk about consistency, but it is what will make a big impact. And I think it's also what you're saying too, it's enjoy the ride, you know, yeah. <laughs> be, be where you are, be in the moment, enjoy the present, because the, really that's all there is at the end.
1: How do you help your clients?
0: Well, we we talk about it um that we start with the business model um and I don't I don't I mean business model not business plan so your business model is actually how does your business make money so what is your core offer what are you selling and who are you selling it to how much are you selling if you're not clear about your business model then it's really hard to build a marketing strategy because <laughs> you just what are you promoting you don't even know so if you don't have a good business model on a piece of paper it doesn't have to be elaborate it just has to be you know written down Mm -hmm. So that you're very clear about how many clients you want to have, what services you're offering. And then based on that, then we go through the business model and get very specific. Like, okay, so you want this many clients, what are the best ways to reach them? And we talk about different options, what would fit, what's the best use of their time and actually design um, the, the strategies that they're going to use to reach those clients. And that happens usually over time. And I, do all my coaching virtually, so it's either on the phone or on Skype. And in between calls, we um, clients have homework—you know, fun things to do to move the business forward. And they come back with that, and I answer questions. And it's just—it's a process of, of getting clear on the business model and then building a marketing plan around that.
1: So Nomad Nation, if you have a business, a portable business or a business you're starting or managing and struggle with defining clearly your goals and and your marketing and promote yourself, please reach out to Stephanie. So Stephanie, tell us, how can we find you?
0: The best place to find me is my website, and that's fireflycoaching.com. And the name of that report I mentioned is called Seven Steps to Attract More Clients in Less Time. And you can get it on any page of my website. Uh, you can search my blog for to- particular topics. And on Facebook, I'm Firefly Coaching. On Twitter, I'm at Firefly Coaching. And I would love to connect reach out
1: <laughs> fantastic Stephanie this was really great thank you so much for coming on Tandem Nomads and sharing your great insights it was really great
0: it was a lot of fun and I'm very honored to be asked thank you
1: Nomad Nation don't miss any of the great inspiration tips and insights that we'll prepare just for you go to tandemnomads.com and sign up for the newsletter